Welcome to the Keep Growing at UF podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Brandon. We are trainers on the UF HR training and organizational development team. Training and organizational development has identified key skills that faculty and staff can develop as individuals and as leaders. The Keep Growing podcast will present some of our team's trainings in an audio format so that you can listen and learn at your convenience. What does the growth mindset look like when our world is flipped upside down? Embracing the growth mindset will allow us to learn and grow during challenging times. On this episode, we are presenting a webinar titled Embracing the Growth Mindset in Times of Turbulence, which will look at how we can do this while we're adjusting to our new work circumstances. This webinar was originally presented by Kara White on April 27th, 2020. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and get started. Yes, please uh, keep introducing yourself on the chat if you've just joined us. I love seeing where everybody works. Um, I am incredibly new to University of Florida. Um, so I don't know where everything is, but it's, it's nice to know and I can start putting those all those pieces together and, and get a little more familiar with, with, with uh, the campus and, and where the participants are coming from. So uh, my name is Kara White. Um, you can probably see that on my little Zoom icon. Um, I come from the land of Utah. I just moved here in June. And let me tell you, I'm very grateful to be quarantined in Florida and not Utah. Um, it's still snowing where we moved from. So I am grateful for the sunshine and the temperate climate. And I love the rain, the big rainstorm here for it. So, so I've been grateful to be here. I've been at the University of Florida since the beginning of January. So I am, I'm really new and I ironically, or Murphy's Law, I get the two confused. So if I get it wrong, um, I actually started working at the University of Florida because I really didn't like working from home. So here I am working from home again, but for the University of Florida this time. Before moving here, we moved here. Um, my husband got a job at the university, so my family moved here. Uh, but I worked at a smaller utility management company up in in Utah where, where we lived before. And I worked in training and development for uh, five years there. And I spent a lot of time training on growth and fixed mindset. So while I'm new to the university and I'm new to, to Florida and Gainesville, I'm no stranger to growth and fixed mindset. So I'm hoping that during this training today, you'll find some value in, in what we're covering and that you'll learn something that'll help you kind of navigate this weird, chaotic time. Um, I am a sucker for alliteration, so times of turbulence, but um, really harnessing the power of a growth mindset whenever things get weird or tough um, can really make or break make uh, the experience for us. So, so hopefully uh, you guys can kind of settle in. Uh, I'll ask for your participation via chat. Um, if you'd like to, to jump in with some things, that's great. If not, just sit back and 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 and, and listen and enjoy. Um, I am enjoy, uh, joined by Courtney Moon. I should not fail to introduce her. Um, Courtney, why don't you introduce yourself? I don't need to introduce you. Hi, everyone. I'm Courtney. I, I think I know many of you already. I see a lot of familiar faces and, and recognize a lot of the names. So I have the pleasure of working Kara and, and I, I love the opportunity to be able to connect with you all and, and connect with Kara today 
as well. So I've been uh, part of the training team for about nine years now and um, several years ago became really fascinated with the, the topic of growth mindset. So I'm, uh, I'm also here to, to learn as well as uh, maybe at times share a couple of insights as well, but really looking forward to this afternoon. So thank you for uh, inviting me to, to participate today, Kara. Yes, um, I, yeah, Courtney's our resident growth mindset expert, so I thought it'd be great to have her and learn some of her insights. She's been working with leaders across campus for a long time, so she, she might know how this content uh, applies to you guys a little better than I do. Um, so excited to have her on with us today. So I want to get a feel, I don't know, so I want to launch a poll. This is the first time I've done this, so I'm excited about this. I'm just curious uh, if you've attended Courtney's class on growth and fixed mindset or embracing the growth mindset. Um, and if you have, uh, let me know. I just, uh, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it if you're familiar with it, but if you aren't familiar with growth mindset, I'd love to dive into that a little deeper. So please go ahead and answer the poll. Um, oh, this is so fun. Um, updating live see all the results this is really awesome okay i'll leave that up for about two more seconds so hurry up okay that was actually fast so i'm going to end polling uh, it looks like the majority of you have not heard about growth mindset before there is a good amount of you that have if you have i hope i mean i'm going to go through it a little bit. I hope this doesn't feel like overly redundant for you. It's always kind of a good refresher to learn more about it. But but let's dig into a little bit to what is the growth mindset and what does that mean when I'm saying that? So the growth mindset comes from the research of Dr. Carol Dweck. I don't know um, if you're familiar with her, but she's a psychologist out of Stanford, which um, is a university that's pretty renowned for their psychology efforts in general. So it's kind of a, a double whammy of an important psychology research at an important psychology university. Um, but she did years and years and years of research and kind of boiled it all down to this, this book that she published. It's called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And uh, I'll send out my slide notes and stuff to you guys um, later this week. And I can, I can include a link to that book if that would help. But in her book, she, she coined two different mindsets, two frames of mind that um, can kind of shape our ability to grow and learn. And, and the first one and what we're going to spend a lot of our time on today is this idea of a growth mindset. And a person who, who embodies the growth mindset or, or observes the growth mindset, just in very basic, simple terms, just believes that you and other people can learn and grow and change. That wherever you are right now at this moment, today is just that. It's just right now, it's just today. It's, it's kind of your jumping off point for where you're gonna go and where you're gonna, and what you can do. So we're all just like little balls of potential that just need to learn and grow. And we can be anything we wanna be. We just have to put in the work and the time. Okay, the, 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 the converse or the opposite side of that the grow, or the, is the fixed mindset. And that's kind of the idea that at first you're kind of 
uh, you, you inherit a certain amount of ability and capability, and that's all you're ever going to amount to in your life. You can learn up to that certain point, but, but then it kind of it plateaus and mellows off. Um, it, it sounds kind of harsh when I describe it that way, and I don't think any of us consciously are like, like look at a newborn baby and you're like, this is, this is all that you will ever be. <laughs> we don't look at it that way, but we say things in our, in our regular speech and our day-to-day -day language that really kind of indicate this fixed mindset. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of grew up believing that there were like two kinds of people. There were words people and numbers people, like people who liked the English classes and people who liked the math classes. Um, and there were like 10 really, really smart people that liked both. But you'd hear a lot like this, uh, well, I'm not a math person, so I just, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm not a math person. Um, or, 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 or just language like that. Um, me, earlier today, Courtney and I were on a call with our team, and I said, I'm, I don't exercise. I'm not an exercise person. That's, that's what I think. That's, that's a fixed mindset right there. Um, so, so this kind of language and it's kind of ingrained in in our culture is kind of how some of us are raised it's kind of how our school systems are kind of shaped sometimes um and that that fixed mindset can be really really well ingrained in us even from a young age and i and i do want to point out i want to say make sure i, I mention you're not necessarily one or the other you're not necessarily a growth-minded person or a fixed-minded person you might be both just depending on where you are um, I, I got my undergrad degree, my undergraduate degree in music, but I have a very fixed mindset about music. Um, I think it's because I got a degree in it, but I got, I got really stuck. Whereas at work, especially right now as a brand new person, I feel like I have quite the growth mindset. So you, you can have both, you can react to certain situations in more of a growth mindset and more of a fixed mindset. And and a lot of things that exacerbate that fixed mindset, that feeling that we have of of you're only capable of doing so much, um, it can all it can really be amplified in times of hardship, in times of struggle when things get difficult. Um, I think we're all kind of in a time of hardship right now. It it looks different for everybody, but I think we can all collectively say that times are hard. Um, however that manifests for you. And it can be really easy to kind of revert into this fixed mindset where, where you catch yourself thinking, I can't do it. I wasn't made for this. This isn't for me. And that can be the token of fixed mindset. So today I'm wanting to give you guys some strategies and some tips and tricks on how to recognize when you're feeling that fixed mindset and what that looks like and being able to flip it and catch yourself and train yourself out of that and going into a place of growth. Okay. Um, Courtney, do you want to add anything about fixed and growth um, and what those mindsets look like? Yeah, no, I, I think you described it beautifully. You know, the, the thing I would add, and this was something that I, I heard um, a couple of years ago when I started doing some research on the topic, was this idea that, you know, the, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset don't always come with labels attached to them. So we don't always kind of recognize it, but in some ways it's, it's almost this 
internal voice in our head that when, you know, that moment that we're about to give up on something or we tell ourselves that's too hard, I'm not able to do that, that that is that moment where, you know, if we can just increase our awareness, even about the growth mindset in general, um, that we can catch ourselves in those moments when we are kind of sidestepping over into that fixed mindset. And, and I know for myself, I, I've tried to get better at paying attention. <laughs> this sounds very weird to those voices in my head that uh, those times where I go, I can't do that, or that's going to be really hard to do, or I don't have that skill set, or I've never learned how to do that. Um, and those are often those times when it happens, I go, okay, that's fixed mindset. And I can learn how to do this and I need to apply some effort to it. But, but I, I always love that idea that, you know, growth mindset is a belief and it's something that's in our mind and we can always change our minds. And, and that for me feels really freeing when I think about those, those two mindsets. Yeah, I, I love that. I think, I think the concept of growth mindset is incredibly empowering because it is, it is your mind and you have control over your mind and how you can change your mind. Um, that's not to say that it's easy uh, to change your mind. Mindsets, <laughs> are called mindsets. Like you're you're pretty set that way, so it can take a while to change, but it can it can change. So, what does the fixed mindset look like? Um, I haven't done many trainings, but I'm sure um, if you guys keep coming to mind, you'll learn very quickly that I am an oversharer, and you guys are going to learn a lot about my life over the course of the next uh, half hour, but. These are all things that I have caught myself saying that are fixed mindset in the time of quarantine. So um, as I read through these, these are mine. Everyone, like, they're going to look different for you. I'm going to be thinking, what are some maybe, maybe some things that you've caught yourself saying that might be fixed mindset or, or kind of limiting? And if you feel comfortable sharing those in the chat, please do. I'd love to read them. If not, think about them and ponder on them. Um, that's okay, too. So the first one, I wasn't made for working from home. I wasn't designed for this. Um, this really, <laughs> I said this a lot the first couple of weeks, because like I said, I started working at the University of Florida because I didn't like working from home. When I first moved here for six, seven months, I, I kept my old job back in Utah. And it was really hard for me to leave that job because I loved those people and I loved those team members. Um, but I didn't like working from home. I didn't like being alone. I like people and I like humans and my house didn't have any. It does now. I get to work with my husband and my daughter, which is great, but it's still, still not quite the same. So I wasn't made for working from home. Something I caught myself saying, very fixed mindset. Um, I can't get anything done with my kid at home. I have a two-year-old and she's very high maintenance. She has a lot of opinions. Um, and she is even more social than her mother, believe it or not. And that's been hard to keep up with. Um, I'm not cut out to be a homeschool teacher. I, <laughs> I picked adult education very specifically. I, I don't really know how to teach a two-year-old how to do things because she can't be reasoned with. Um, there's no way my work specifically will be as good um, with us working from home, with me working from home. That's something I have said, and I don't like Microsoft Teams. I don't know if anyone else has said that, but I've said that a couple of times since this quarantine started. 
Um, so those are just a couple of things that a fixed mindset can look like. Um, a lot of things that kind of say like, I can't, or I don't, or just like these really definitive statements. Those can be pretty fixed mindset. Um, like the fifth, they deal in absolutes. That's, that's a fixed mindset. Sorry, that was a Star Wars reference. I don't know if that went over your guys' heads. Um, Tina says, I cannot work on a laptop after having two screens. Yes, my husband and I bought extra monitors specifically for that purpose. That's really hard to get used to. Absolutely. Uh, same thing about Microsoft Teams. Thank you for that solidarity. Um, I do love Teams. I've come around, but let me tell you, <laughs> it's a struggle. My old job, we used Google Suite, and I was really comfortable and really liked Google, so it's been really hard to adjust to Microsoft Teams. Um, monetization came straight on your laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen those. Those are pretty slick. Um, anybody else? Any other fixed mindset terms? Oh, another one I caught myself saying just yesterday, I don't cook. I can't cook. Um, I was left with a spouse who loves cooking, and it works really well, but he likes to cook and I like to eat. Um, but yesterday he had some things come up and he couldn't make dinner. And I was like staring at the fridge. I was like, I see ingredients. I know there's food in here, but I have to make it. And I don't know how I don't cook. So that was a fixed mindset I was having. Um, not having a dedicated office space. Yes, I agree. And, and now I have one and it's in the middle of our house where people run through or people, person, toddler runs through all day. So that's really hard. It's really hard. All right. Thanks guys, thanks for sharing. I know it's kind of awkward to, to share some of those deep feelings of our hearts. So that's what it can look like. So let's, um, let's take a look at what we can do about it. So I don't know if you guys know who Brene Brown is, um, but I love her so much. She is, um, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know how to say, she's like, the person when it comes to vulnerability and shame and, and research on that. So she's got several books. She's got a couple of uh, TED Talks. She has a Netflix special. And now she has a podcast that she just launched launched this week, or this month, sorry, uh, in March, which is an interesting time to launch a podcast. So she talks about that. And her very first episode is about FFTs. And I won't say exactly what FFT stands for because it's not perfectly safe for work. But for this training, we're going to call them freaking first times <laughs> um, or terrible first times. Uh, and I really encourage you, I'll include a link to the podcast when I send out my notes as well. I really encourage you to listen to that because it really articulated a lot of the feelings that I have had um, this, this week and over the last month of, as we've been trying to navigate a new normal. Um, so, so she talks about freaking first times and how they're hard and awkward and difficult and how we don't like being a novice, especially after we've become good at something. So if you're really good at your job, which I'm sure you all are, um, it can be really hard and frustrating to move to working from home where you're not a pro and you're the novice again. Uh, you're the awkward learner again. Um, so, so getting into that place again, starting over, 
learning how to walk again when you've already known how to run can be really, really frustrating. And she gives some tips on how to navigate that terrible first time. And the first step is to name it, recognize that you're having a terrible first time, feel it, which is really just in true Brene Brown fashion is to acknowledge your feelings, which is really hard for me to do. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I think feelings are kind of dumb. So I have a hard time feeling it. And then to keep trying. So let's look at each of those. First, we want to name, articulate the FFT or the, the struggle. I, I will say it doesn't have to be the first time that you're doing something. It can be the 37th time that you've tried to do something and it's still hard and awkward. And that's okay. Just name it. Say this is an FFT or this is a hard time or this is a struggle or this is, this is not something that I am super good at yet. And that's okay. Just, just name it. Even say it out loud if you have to. Turn to your non-existent desk mate and say, I am having a TFT right now. This will normalize it and it'll give you power over it. It'll help you put it into perspective. And most of all, it will help you manage your expectations. Um, for other people, if we saw someone doing something for the first time, we wouldn't say, you should be able to do this perfectly, right? Um, my two-year-old daughter, right, like she had to fall down so many times before she figured out how to walk. Um, and if I had just said like, man, you didn't know how to walk, like, you're, I guess you're never going to get it. Like, that's a little absurd. So giving ourselves the same treatment. Um, manage those expectations, maybe lower them just a little bit for a while while we're navigating a hard time. Um, it can be really powerful in helping us and navigate through these hard times. Okay, so first we wanna name it. We wanna say it out loud. This is an FFT. It's okay that I am struggling. Or you can call it whatever you want if you don't like FFT. I just like that there's a name for it. So go ahead and, and use that. The next is, is allowing yourself to feel the struggle. Uh, I am currently in a master's program about learning science um, and instructional technology. And we talk a lot about different learning theories. Um, and, and there's a lot of proof and evidence and uh, research that suggests that when we're struggling, that's when we're learning the best. So allow yourself to feel the struggle and, and wrestle with it by ignoring it and trying to uh, avoid it, you're, you're limiting yourself. You're not allowing yourself to have that full learning experience. So you may, you may feel like you're in an FFT and you may recognize it by the way that you're feeling or the way you're trying not to feel. So you might feel yourself kind of armor up, like kind of put up a wall. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys, you know what I'm saying, but you can kind of feel when when you're you're putting up a, an armor or a wall. Uh, you may be looking to to place blame somewhere on anything or another person, but but not yourself. Um, I did this a lot when we first started working from home. Um, it's Microsoft Teams fault. I I can't do it because it's in Teams and I don't get it. Um, 
or the situation. I can't do it. Like I can't do work and be a preschool teacher and you know, whatever, all the things that I had to figure out. Um, I was also wrapping up a semester for school. So I just like, I can't do all of these things. So blaming the situation. Um, and you might find yourself discounting the value of the activity or, or whatever the FFT is, whatever that's supposed to be. Um, why do we need it anyway? I don't need to learn that. I've made it however many years old you are without knowing that I'm going to be fine without it. That may be another indicator that you're trying not to feel and wrestle with the FFT. So if you're feeling any of those things, take a moment, name the FFT, and, and allow yourself to navigate those feelings. Again, this takes practice. I'm still and I've been doing growth mindset for a long time and I'm still learning how to navigate embracing the growth mindset and feeling uncomfortable and awkward. Okay, and then the third step that she suggests is to keep moving. Keep trying, keep going. You've named it, you have felt it, now move forward. And I wanna reiterate, I know I've said this already, but habits take time to build. It, it, it's, they say it takes 21 days to make a habit. I would argue that for some things, it takes six months to make it a real habit. Um, and mindsets take time to change. If you've been this way for a long time, coming to a 45 minute webinar on growth mindset is not, it's not gonna change that. I hope it gives you the tools and the resources to change it, but it's not like you're gonna leave this and, and have it changed. Okay. Um, all right, before I jump into strategies, does anyone have any questions or Courtney, do you have anything you wanted to add? I have a few strategies on keeping moving, but I wanted to just do a quick touch in. How's, how's it going? Yes, Andrea, yes. And if you haven't seen um, the Netflix special, I highly recommend it. I love it so much. Um, she's just, she's a boss. Courtney, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, other than the fact I, I will, uh, I'll reiterate what Kara mentioned about the idea of, you know, habits, mindsets do take time to change. Even once you've made the, the decision, whether it's, you know, recognizing that fixed mindset. Um, for most of us, we create these habits because there's some sort of reward associated with it. Other, you know, and that varies, right? And, and again, that's why we might want to stay in that fixed mindset, whether it's related to uh, competence or trust or some sort of security, safety in some way. And over time, those habits just become kind of automatic for us where we don't even think about what we're doing. Um, and so that that process of really kind of rewiring or changing that habit can be a difficult one. And, and I agree that the 21 days, I would love if habit change could occur. <laughs> this like super amazing person that's ultra talented. Um, but the, the truth is it, it does take time to to do it and it's starting to um in a way kind of you know just like kara mentioned feel that struggle acknowledge it that really is that that first step if you can get there it's almost kind of this breakthrough point of then being able to reframe and then start to in some ways you know regrow <laughs> um 
and start to to take on some new habits that that ultimately starts to to shift that mindset for you. Yes, thank you. And and it is it's just the first step. It's it's a hard step, and it's 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 an important step, but it's definitely just the first step. But there's a lot of work to do after. I think growth mindset's really empowering because it, it does show you that you can do anything, but it's also like a little discouraging because it's like, but you have to work for it. <laughs> you have to put in the work and that's hard. Um, I'm just catching up on some chats here. Um, Victoria, I think it's actually your fault that I went and found this podcast. And by fault, I mean your credit, not fault, it's a good thing. Um, Cause you'd mentioned the podcast uh, in that meeting that we had and I, had forgotten that she'd started a podcast. So I went and, and binged the whole thing in like a weekend. So thank you for the recommendation. Um, yes, Sarmacita, we are recording. I forgot to record my webinar last week and I will not make that mistake again, but we've got to record it. Okay, all right, so let's talk strategies now that we've named it, now that we've built it. How do we keep pushing forward when we're having a hard time, like when something is especially hard for us, what do we do? So in, in the book, in Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Dr. Dweck defined the growth mindset as our basic qualities are able to change based on our effort, strategies, and help from other people. So like the like core of the growth mindset is being able to make a plan, put forth the effort, and ask for help. That's really the core of the growth mindset. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. So I love strategy. Um, I'm really good at strategizing and making a plan. I am not as great at the carrying out the plan and making it happen step, um, but I love to make a plan. So, um, Courtney, I know you work a lot with leaders and making strategies. What would be some some tips that you'd provide in in someone making a plan or a strategy to to overcome an FFT or or a struggle? Yeah, so often, um, and and this might seem a, a, a little bit strange, um, but in terms of kind of those plans or steps, we often will encourage leaders to just focus on maybe one or two, three things, kind of three at the most. Um, in order to kind of start to move you forward a little bit, especially if you're trying to overcome something large that's been ingrained for a while, um, it's going to be hard to do. And so if you can really kind of narrow down that focus to what does that, that look like? What are just some even immediate steps that I can do within this hour, I can do today, that I can do longer term, which might even be like a week or, or a month. Um, but oftentimes when we're working with, with leaders across campus and others across campus, we often encourage them to scale that down. <laughs> Just focus on a, a few first steps that ultimately kind of get you going in that forward direction. Yes, uh, and I love that. And I think, especially right now, um, I don't mean to keep saying like lower the expectations for yourselves because I, I don't want you to walk out of here being like Kara said it's okay to have a low bar right now. But but do be realistic. Um, don't try to think that that you have to tackle all of all of the things at once. Um, and, and be strategic. Look at at the the assets that you have. Look at your team. 
is there someone who is really, really good and really, really fast at this that can do it for now? Like, not necessarily put it off forever, but they can help you, can help you do it right now. Try to think, think like that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out for strategy is, is identify your gaps. Is it a, is it a skill gap? Is it something that you need to work on in practice and keep practicing and keep practicing? Or is it a knowledge gap? Is it just something you need to go learn one time? Um, for me with teams, it was a little bit of both, but it was mostly a knowledge gap. I just really didn't know what teams was or how it worked. So I had to go, I think I found a YouTube video that kind of broke it down. I'd used um, Slack before, so it was pretty similar to that. So I was able to kind of get the hang of it eventually, but it was definitely a knowledge gap. And it was a, it was a skills gap a little bit because I just wasn't used to going to teams for things. So that was something that I had to practice and get used to. Um, is it Kira or Kyra? Sorry if I get that wrong. Um, but yeah, um, New Year's resolutions, I think we all do this. We like set like 15 and then it's like by the end of January, you haven't even done one of them. Um, or we set a goal that's like actually like a six year goal, but we expected ourselves to do it in one. I think it's um, Bill Gates who said, Humans often overestimate what they can complete in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. And I, and I like, uh, like that. So then the next step is, is that effort. And you have to prepare to do, do the work. It's going to take a little time. It's going to take some, some wrestling with. I think we live in an era of movie montages. I think of like Rocky. Da, 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 da. And it like shows him like running up the stairs and all of a sudden he's at the top. Um, and it shows like his path and struggle, but for like three minutes at the most. So we all can get in this place where we're really motivated and we're really excited. And then after our three minute montage, we're like, okay, I should be there now. And we're not, and we're frustrated. So the other key of the growth mindset is that you have to work and you have to be prepared to do a lot of work. And with that is going to be a little bit of failure. Um, Reese says, it's also a serious skill to be able to think of and use time that way. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. It's really easy to commit to things and the, the things that you have energy for right now and in the immediate future. It's really hard to develop that forethought, especially 10 years down the, down the road. Um, but yeah, be prepared to fail a little bit. <laughs> lower your expectations for yourself. That's going to be the takeaway you guys take out of this is lower your expectations, but, but do, um, or at least allow yourself to expect yourself to fail. I had a conversation with a friend. Everyone's doing sourdough now, right? Like that's like <laughs> the thing of quarantine, at least on my Facebook feed, everyone's trying sourdough. And someone said, I'm so scared to try it. What is your advice? And I said, Give yourself permission to make a really gross loaf the first time. Like just, just let it be gross. And then when it's good, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And if it's bad, you'll be like, yeah, it's just my gross loaf. Like that, that was the plan. Kind of try to adopt that mindset for, for more than just sourdough loaf. And then last, and I think this is the most important right now and probably the hardest because we're all quarantined, um, reach out for help from others. Oh, that's so hard. That is so hard for me. Maybe, maybe you're all pros at, at asking for help when you need it, but I think it's really hard. Um, 
but other people are the reason the growth mindset works. Um, find someone who, who can be your accountability partner. Um, it can be someone who knows or has developed the skill you're trying to develop um, and is really good at it and can be your coach or maybe they also struggle with it and you want to work on developing the skill together. Um, maybe, um, maybe it's your leader. You're just reaching out for some resources, but reach out and ask for, for help. Um, oh, Margaret, a 10 page paper on sourdough. I mean, I knew it was complicated. I didn't realize it was that complicated. Um, but yeah, Rita, absolutely. It, it includes being vulnerable and opening up some of some of your weaker, more uncomfortable spots. And it's really hard to do that. I really hate it. <laughs> like, I really do. Um, but, but other people are, are the key to your success as well. Um, I know, like, I know that this is like the hardest thing I'm asking you to do today is ask for help um, because it takes, it does, it takes honesty, it takes vulnerability, it takes courage. Um, but it also like quadruples, quintuples, whatever, your chance of success. If you ask for help from either someone who knows how to do it or, or some sort of accountability for someone, you guys can work, work together. Okay. Um, and yes, Rita, I totally agree. I think um, we've been in an interesting situation. Um, so the, the guy who hired me, our assistant director, left the team just like, I don't know, three weeks after I started, um, which I tried really hard not to take personally. Um, but that meant that I had a new leader, um, Bob, who is Courtney's leader, and he's great, but I didn't know him at all when this whole started. Um, but he was just supposed to be an interim leader. And then they instituted this hiring freeze and it became clear that he was going to be my leader for a while. And I was having a really, really hard time. I was having the hardest time adjusting to working from home. I had a lot of uh, doubts and insecurities. I felt like I really had to try to prove myself to the team still and I was having this hard time. And I knew I had to tell Bob that I was having these struggles. But I also didn't know Bob. <laughs> I didn't really feel like I wanted to let him in yet. That just, that seemed really, really hard. Um, but we had a touch base and it was just the two of us. And I was like, I know Bob's a cool guy. I just, I hope <laughs> he's ready for what I'm about to unload on him. And, and I did, I, I said, I'm sorry. I, I'm not saying like, I don't, I don't even know what I need. I just know that I'm having a really hard time. Um, and we were able to talk through a lot of things. And I think because I was willing to open up, he opened up a lot of things about himself as well. And now we have a really good working relationship that we have developed almost entirely in quarantine and working remotely, which just goes to show like he's a, a really strong, powerful, wonderful leader. Um, but that it is also possible to develop those those relationships of trust, even online. It's harder for sure, but it is possible. All right, any other thoughts about making a plan, exerting effort, or asking for help? Courtney, do you have anything you wanted to add? 
Yeah, no, just to, to add to um, your example there about developing that relationship, you know, with, with Bob and under unique circumstances, totally, um, you know, we, we find through some of the, you know, there's, there's literature, there's research on this that talks about the role of vulnerability in relationship building and that often people are afraid to ask for help because they're worried about how that will make them look in the eyes of others and that actually it's one of the, the fastest ways that you can build trust with others or in those moments where you say, I'm struggling, I need help, I could use your assistance. Um, and that, you know, that really does, it, it builds a very strong relationship because of that vulnerability being that kind of key factor in that and and i know times where i've struggled have been in that effort area where i'm trying to do things or figure out things on my own and i've reached a limitation with that you know i, I often think of effort as kind of these small mini experiments i'm like all right let's see what works and sometimes it doesn't work and then you know a two minute email or a call to a colleague to say can you help me with this um it just, you know, it, it fast forwards whatever it is that I've been struggling with or trying to to work on in addition to helping that that relationship as well. And then that person knows that they can also do the same, reach out to you, share concerns with you, be vulnerable with you. It, it really is this just transformative, powerful um, thing that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Brene Brown talks about that a lot too like you have to be vulnerable to build trust but you have to have trust in order to be vulnerable and it's like the chicken before the egg kind of a thing it just kind of goes in a circle but but someone has to be vulnerable in order to make it work so so embrace it even when it's awkward so let's take a look at what the growth mindset might look like in quarantine so i took my fixed mindset things and i tried to reframe them and i've been working on this um you guys can also feel free to add yours in the chat. Like if you have thought of a way that you can have a growth mindset during quarantine, um, I love it. Love to see those come in. So, so instead of, what did I say? I wasn't built for working at home. I changed it. I have never worked from, well, I have worked from home before, but not in this circumstance. And it is very different circumstances. Um, this might take me a little getting used to. Gives myself a little room to, to grow. Um, working at home with my kids is going to be a very interesting challenge. Not impossible, but it is hard, but interesting. Uh, homeschooling is hard for me, but I will keep trying to make it work. Our work may take a dip right now, and that's okay. And Microsoft Teams is new for me. What are some resources I could use to get to know it better? So I know the power of reframing, and I know I, I talked about that a little in my webinar last week, um, but the same goes from fixed to growth. It's, it's not that you can't acknowledge the struggle, it's how you're going to attack the struggle. Let's see, Dave says, uh, you are not working from home, you are at home during a crisis trying to work. Yes, I plugged that in my webinar on Thursday too, so um, yes. Um, stay tuned if you want to go to finding your flow while working from home. We're going to have another session next month. So. All right, I'm going to uh, leave with this quote. This is how I want to end. Um, Courtney, will you read that? I think they're probably so tired of hearing my voice. Okay. <laughs>
All right, it says, why waste time proving over and over how great you are when you could be getting better? Why hide deficiencies instead of overcoming them? Why look for friends or partners who will just shore up your self-esteem instead of ones who will also challenge you to grow? And why seek out the tried and true instead of experiences that will stretch you? The passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even or especially when it's not going well, is the hallmark of the growth mindset. This is the mindset that allows people to thrive during some of the most challenging times in their lives. Thank you. Uh, I remember the first time I read this quote and I got really offended <laughs> because I like doing things that I'm good at and I don't like trying new things a lot of the time. Um, but I think that's such a great attitude to have during these trying circumstances that Yes, it's hard. Yes, it is not always fun or comfortable, but look at all these skills we're developing right now. Look at all of these things that we're able to learn that we couldn't have even done six weeks ago that we're doing now. It's, it's an incredibly inspiring time. There's a lot of innovation happening and a lot um, going on that's just really cool and exciting. So um, I know it doesn't always feel that way. I know it feels heavy and it's intense um, and it's okay that, that you're feeling those, those things. Like, I feel you, um, but that's not that's not the end. There, there's more, and we can we can move forward. So it looks like I am at my time. Um, so if you want to stick stay on, and it, I've got a few minutes, you can ask me some questions. Or you can throw them in the chat. If you need to go, go ahead and take off. Um, I do want to plug the Keep Growing page on um, learnandgrow.hr.ufl.edu/slash/keepgrowing. We're adding a lot of resources on there all the time. So check in, um, come back to our webinars. I, like I said, I did another one called Finding Your Flow While Working From Home. We'll schedule another one of those for next month. So please register. Um, thank you guys so much for attending. Um, and let us know on that same page, there's a feedback session. So if, section. So if you have something that you want to learn more about right now, um, that we can do for you, please, please go find that page and submit that or send us an email, hrtraining.com. Sorry, training at ufl.edu. I just made up an email address just now, like totally random email address. Um, and follow us on the socials if that's the thing you do, uh, UF at work and hashtag Gators Grow. We're trying to make that a thing. I don't think any of us really know how hashtags work, but we're pretending and we're going for it. <laughs> so, so please um, keep checking in and let us know what we can do for you uh, during this time. We are we are here for you. Uh, oh, let's see some. <laughs> Someone reframed my cooking fixed mindset, an opportunity for creative and creativity and delicious meals. My meals will not be delicious at first, but we'll get there. We'll try. Uh, yes, hashtag Gators Grow. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you so much. And Courtney, thank you for joining. I really, I'm glad that you were able to join. Yeah, me for having me. <laughs> Crisis is a terrible thing to wait. I do. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, someone, it, it, it was, um, it was in Bob's training last week on leading during a crisis. He said it was a crucible. Um, 
and I liked that word for it. Yeah, it's terrible and it's not great, but look at all these cool things that happened because of it. Write that one down. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Like, if everybody's jumping off. There, thanks. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for your participation. I loved your comments. Great to see you. Thank you. Courtney, do you have any uh, webinars coming up this week? I am co-hosting with Becky on Friday's UF Engaged webinar. Oh, good. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Here's how to do this now that we're all online. <laughs> I know you were just figuring out how to do it the normal way, but. True. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I think it's next week we have one on leading change. And then we're doing um, a strategy sharing session with the UF Leadership Network. I think those are my upcoming ones. Oh yeah, I'm doing a strategy share on Thursday for finding your flow. So we'll see how that one goes. Oh, I know I haven't. I'm I've, excited about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to doing those ones. I, I like the the shorter time frame. It's just kind of nice, like these bite size. <laughs> Bite-sized training. Yes, and if you guys like it too, let us know. Give us the feedback. I, I love it. I think, for me, forty-five minutes is just like my attention span. <laughs> so long <laughs> as the giver and and the learner. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, it looks like. Everybody's hopping off, so there are no more questions. So I'm going to go ahead and end the meeting. Um, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate Look at those wonderful comments. That's so great to see. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you next time.